Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Modern Day Wizards. I'm Callan, and I'm joined once again with Joe Bandel, the last Rosicrucian, and I'm looking forward to talking to you. It's been a little while. Thanks for coming. You bet. I love these little chats. Me too. So we've talked a lot about souls, and I still there's a lot that I still want to go into there at a certain point. But right now, I guess what I feel like is my brain's still processing everything we've talked about. And so I need to let that keep going for a little while. And so there's other topics. Actually, there's a large number of topics which you cover in your content. But one that comes up, which is interests me, and I think it may be important because it's probably relevant to what's going on in the world right now and uh, our what our decisions are and what's, you know, just understanding what's happening uh, is something you I think you call Gaia's awakening or Gaia's ascension, right? All right. So what, I guess, you know, start at the beginning because, uh, well, first of all, just even for my sake, because a lot of your stuff there is in written form and I pretty much just ingest information through my ears. So um, I'm kind of a beginner, but also a lot of people don't even know what we mean when we're saying Gaia. So what do you mean by Gaia? Well, Gaia is... Actually, Gaia was a Greek goddess of, of the earth, basically. And, and I usually use the term Gaia in terms of Mother Earth. Okay. Do you mean the, the planet itself, then? The, the planet itself, yes. The, the living life force and awareness that exists does, as, as the planet itself. And does that planet have a conscious experience with a center point similar to what you or I might say we both have? I believe so, and I believe that we each contribute to that. As, as in, like, uh, our cells, all our, our individual cells in our body kind of all contribute to our individual center point of consciousness. Our little node of that also lends itself to the full spectrum being that is the consciousness of earth. Right. If you, if you think of, for example, uh, conscious awareness, which is at the higher end of the, the spectrum of energies, which you call mental energies, abstract mental energies, philosophical energies, there's not many life forms upon Gaia that can manipulate those energies. It's mainly the human that can integrate and work with those energies. So there's something beyond, because I would say like maybe a human and a bear's central point of beingness is maybe not louder. So in that way, they don't add to the Earth's frequency in a different way like in this in the same way but that you're saying there's something special about the human consciousness and what we can do with it which gives us actually more control than just that that aspect is that what you're saying well plus the idea that each of these full spectrums of energies uh, need to be able to talk to each other Mm -hmm. and how can the highest energies contribute to the to what's going on at the lowest levels at different octaves if you will uh if there's no communication Mm -hmm. and so each species of life 
has its own place and, and is able to creatively work with these energies. Mm-hmm. And what we're, but anyway, that's kind of neither here nor there in the terms of what the way that I would talk, if we were going to talk about ascension, I would say, well, how many people believe in Gaia's ascension or Mother Earth's ascension or what does that mean? And the first thing that I would talk about or that I would suggest is the question, Is are the frequencies or vibrations rising or increasing and what the heck does that mean anyway? Mm-hmm. So what the heck does that mean? And are they? Okay, what do you what do you think? Well, Just off the top of your head there. So I've had, you know, I've listened to lots of people who talk about similar types of things and so I'm familiar with all the ways of thinking about it, but and then I go to my own experience and in my experience there's definitely a significant awakening and um an empowering and it's it's overwhelming in a way and you know i don't have evidence beyond just seeing it happen to other people that it's um a global thing um but i think feel like that's pretty good evidence honestly so i mean i can get behind that idea well i i have a kind of a scientific if you will frame a reference for this that Mm -hmm. That I like that I I think is kind of self evident if we we look at it. Cool, let's look at it. Okay, it's generally accepted that there's a black hole at the center of the Milky Way galaxy. Would you agree with that? Yes, I, I don't agree with what people generally think of black hole is, but but yes, I agree with that general idea. Yes. Okay, it's basically a gravity well or whatever you want to call it, and it. Everything is in within our galaxy is gradually being pulled into the center. Right, but we go in a big spiral. We go in a big spiral. Okay. That's the main core of it. Now if you I've got a okay, I'm trying to think about how to say this. If you take when I was a kid I had a string, and I'd put a like a weight on the string, and I'd twirl it around my head. Mm-hmm. And then I, I'd pull the string shorter, and what would happen? Would the weight would swing faster as as the circle got smaller? It would swing fat. It would go faster and faster and faster. Right, and the sine wave graph of that would be basically increasing in frequency. You know, it'd be shorter, right. and, and shorter waveforms. I found that was fascinating. And actually, when I took a college physics class, they had a rotating platform with a chair on it, and we had some hand weights. And we'd take turns, and we'd sit in that chair, and we'd have the the hand weights, our arms stretched out, and they'd start a spinning. And then we would bring the weights in toward our, our core, and the whole platform would spin faster. Huh. Now, if you take a ballerina or a ice skater, they do the same thing. Where where they do the spin, when their mat, when their arms and leg is out, 
they spin slower and then they bring their arms in and they bring their leg in and they spin faster. Interesting. You're talking about the same thing. This is just what happens. Okay. I, I mean, over so time, that's, that's, so it that's, seems like, yeah, I can see that the earth is anything that's in this type of spiral situation around a galaxy or around a sun or around a planet or whatever is going to be, being pulled in well not always sometimes they're being pulled outwards but sometimes they're being pulled in and that process is a quickening an increasing in frequency a vibration you know the energy is getting larger exactly okay now if you take the idea of the mayan calendar Mm -hmm. i'm switching topics a little here but i'm going to tie it in uh People were saying that the Mayan calendar somehow said that it was going to be the end of the world. Yep. Remember talking about that? Yep, 2012. Well, the way that I understand it is that the Mayan calendar determined when the Milky Way lined up. Now, if you think of the Milky Way galaxy, it's a narrow thing. That's why they call it like a path, or that's why they call it the Milky Way, right? Mm-hmm. When you think of where the Earth is and where our solar system is, and then you think about, okay, where does the Milky Way galaxy line up the long way with the center of the Milky Way galaxy, galaxy and the long way with all the stars. Okay. And where does, where does that line up with our solar system and with the Earth? Mm-hmm. That is the point where the Mayan calendar said it was going to end. Okay, so basically there's, a, there's this big circular disk plane, and this plane can go at angles, and things that are farther out, are going to you know at a certain angle are going to be rise above the plane and then as they if they were to dip down they would rise below but you're saying we're entering into a time where our location is kind of what? level it's, with the rest of the whole plane all the way to the center which is a lot of you know, well, it's, a lot it's of, where it's where the entire mass gravitational mass if you will of the milky way galaxy has lined up so that all of these Planets, the gravitational force of all of these gal- these solar systems and these stars line up with the center of the Milky Way galaxy and act as a kind of a tractor beam that all of those force gravitational forces are pulling on us. Mm. It's like the uh, your arm pulling in the weight. It, the the whole yes, weight of the galaxy a, is pulling us in. Yes, that is what I my understanding of the milk of the Mayan calendar. What it determined, and there was a thirty year window of opportunity there, or a thirty year window of when we were going to be pulled in the most. Are we in that right now? Yes, it, the 2000, 2012, which was the, supposedly that marked the spot 15 years before that and 15 years after that. Okay, it, so we're it, still so at the tail end here then. We're at the tail end of it, but we've been pulled in the furthest.
So what's happened is the string that's hold that's connecting us to the to the center of the galaxy to that black hole. It's been shortened. It's been mm-hmm. pulled. And so what's happening is just the same as that weight that's spinning around, the cord is shortened. Now, that could mean several things. It could mean that our solar system and we have been pulled in closer to the black hole. It can mean that our planet has been pulled in closer to the sun. Mm-hmm. And it can also mean that the individual electrons that go around the atom may have been pulled in closer to the nucleus. Mm-hmm. Yep, makes sense. So all three of those things could probably have been happening and are happening. And what that's done, and that's the rising of vibrations mm-hmm. that is causing. What, you, what has been called Gaia's ascension or Earth's ascension or humanity's ascension. It's the whole spectrum of the, the elements, the whole periodic table is resetting itself. into It's locking into new frequencies. It's locking into new vibrations. So it and sounds like then it's, uh, it's not specific to Earth then. So what is the... What is the is there something specific about the Earth which is special here, or is it just kind of a way of, uh, like, a it's reference? It's our, lo- our, our location. Okay. Our solar system is pulled in just as we are. Okay. Okay, but, okay, you look at our solar system, how, if you think of the full spectrum of elements, how many life forms exist in our solar system? And on what where does they exist? Well, to our knowledge, life exists mainly, pretty much on our planet. It doesn't. We don't know of it existing someplace else. Right. We don't have proof. I would. I would say that it seems very likely it exists elsewhere. Right. But for all practical purposes, we're talking about what's happening on Earth. Right. And it's being. So we can say that our solar system is being pulled in closer and things are speeding up, and that's affecting our whole solar system. Okay. But it's also affecting our planet, and it's affecting each individual atomic particle. Mm-hmm. So adding uh, energy to a, to a system isn't necessarily always a, a good thing, right? Adding energy to a system beyond a certain point, especially, you know, more than a system can control, you know, leads to fires, you know, leads to destruction. So what is, is, do you see this as a necessarily an optimistic thing or does it have ups and downs? Well, what I, what I see happening is the entire spectrum, elemental spectrum, the astral planes, the whole periodic table is stabilizing itself at, at a new level, mm-hmm. and that the energy systems that are behind manifestation, that are behind life or whatever, uh, they're being recalibrated, or they have been recalibrated, and that's mainly I, I, that they're locked, locking in, and I believe that this past winter solstice is when they've actually locked in mm-hmm. on, a, on a physical level. Do you, that, do you feel that 
you're in like in your body is that something you feel too or is this largely a yes yes okay yes and i i believe that yeah, that it's locked in but a lot of well humans for example we're not we have to catch up mhm basically in other words we're out of sync with the new the new vibrational frequencies that are the the earth grid or whatever you want to call it the the periodic table the the yeah. new the new structure so it's kind of get on board with this new dance and you know everyone's got to kind of figure it out and uh, not everyone's going to figure it out well and when you have a master frequency and you have a frequency that's not compatible with it, what's going to happen? Well, the stronger one will wipe out the weaker one. Well, I wouldn't say wipe it out, but it will force it to either go up or it will force it to go down. But that, what, that individual thing's perspective will be that it's being destroyed, you know? I mean, if you if you it, fill me with so much energy that I burn that then I'm still around technically I'm still alive I've changed it to something else but you know from my perspective that was destruction. Well, it's it's going to force force non compatible energies into a higher resonance or into a lower resonance. Mm-hmm. I so I'm not thinking of it as destroying it particularly, but I'm thinking of it as a person's experience is either going to be heightened or it's going to be suppressed. Okay. Because destruction is kind of like all or nothing type of thing. Mm-hmm. And this, what I'm thinking of is just kind of everything's being forced into a new, uh, it's either forced into a lower level or it's forced into a higher level. So what does yeah. the lower level mean? Does it mean like more suffering or does it mean more muted? Well, to, to me, it's the the activation of the personal shadow self. Mm-hmm. Everything that, because what, what's being required is a two-way flow, a two, an alternating current, a two-way flow from the, from the core of the galaxy, which was, you could say, the or the photon or whatever, the highest level possible down to the organicin level, which is the womb of creation level, there's got to be a, there's, there is now a two-way flow, mm-hmm. alternating current, and before there was not. Gotcha. And this is getting kind of, kind of weird or whatever, but... The old system basically was was like a direct current where energy just flowed one way and you could get rid of, you could pass on the energy you didn't want to somebody else, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. You yep. can't do that anymore. Now you have a two-way flow between the highest and lowest levels. So any energy that you would have passed on before is just going to come back your direction again anyways. Is that what you mean? Right. You just, you got to deal with it. Yeah. Uh, And part of that's going to be karma is becoming more instantaneous. Mm -hmm. But 
That's kind of, I'm kind of getting beyond the one, the one point that I wanted to demonstrate was I think that scientifically we can say things are speeding up. Okay. Uh, the vibrations are rising and that people that say, hey, the vibrations are rising and that's what Gaia's ascension is, uh, that there's actually some scientific credibility to what we're talking about. Okay. So what about the subjective, like each individual's ability to see what you're talking about going on in, in their own life? Is that is that something that you think most people could probably witness if they were directed in the right way? Well, if, if you think about things happening on such a global scale, mm-hmm. or not even global, the uh, cosmic scale being pulled in, mm-hmm. it, we're... We, we're at a situation where if it's happening to everybody, how can we notice it? Yeah, that's true. Because, because we don't have any, any measurement device that says, well, this compared to this, because it's all, if everything's shrinking, you could say, well, then nobody's going to notice it. Right. And even within your own experience, it would have been a gradual process. And so you're less prone to notice it. Right. And all that you're going to be able to tell that something's happening by is your attraction or repulsion from things that, from what used to attract you or used to repel you mm-hmm. uh, to, where, to where you're actually finding yourself attracted or repelled by something totally different. So are are you saying like my total aversion to going into any place that has masks on is that same type of aversion? Yeah, you you're going to find uh, okay, why why do you have an aversion to that? Well, it's because uh it's not resonating. Mm-hmm. You're, you you cuz magnetics, attraction, repulsion, love, hate, that's that's all that is, is an attraction or a repulsion from a magnetic field perspective. Mm-hmm. And, and those people who, who, who are afraid to even walk by me, they're getting attracted to that same thing that I'm getting repulsed from. Right, yes. And so what you're finding is you're, you're finding polarization of certain groups of people toward specific uh, frameworks, mm-hmm. and some are some are more de- some are self destructive, mm-hmm. and some are creative. Because as the as the shadow erupts globally with it, with humanity, uh, as the shadow erupts, you're going to find people that can work creatively and become yeah. empowered empowered through that process and you're going to find people who are going to self-destruct and, and what we're finding if people that are being drawn into drama they're going to be drawn into the self-destruct thing mm-hmm. if you're drawn into a fight if you're drawn into a, some kind of a battle that's it's going to ultimately be self-destructive what you want to do is be drawn toward the goal and forget about everything else. Just go for it. Yeah, this makes sense to me. I mean, you talked about the solstice 
And I felt the exact same thing on this. You know, I usually don't feel these things when, when other people are talking about things are happening. Everyone's like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I didn't feel anything. But on this solstice, I, I felt it. You know, it's just like, oh, my gosh. You know, everything's different now. And it's like it's it's a, it's stable and it's clean and pure. And I feel like I have a like an environment that's going to support me in moving forward in a, in a positive way. And, uh, I mean, it, that totally makes sense with, with what, you, with what you're saying. And what you just said, I agree completely because I believe that that's something that just happened that is new. That's the locking in of those new energies and exactly, you're exactly right. What you're talking about there. Mm-hmm. Uh, people so that, Go ahead. It's, it supports the new energies. It supports the new structures. Yeah, so we see all this destruction going on around us, and it can seem pretty pessimistic. Like, it's easy to be pessimistic. And I think, you know, we it does look like things will get pretty dire. But ultimately, there's, there's like this confidence that, well, yeah, but that's kind of just what always happens when we go into a new frequency here you're going to slough off everything that doesn't work and that and that new that stuff will become part of whatever is reborn and there will be the ones who were in tune with it and they'll be there you know at the beginning of something new right and i i believe that gaia if you will with the whole periodic table of elements has ascended she has locked into the new frequencies and humanity collectively has to figure out how they're going to match up, how, they, how they're going to line up. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the things that since the solstice, I've had a series of dreams that have been about this process a little bit because there's a difference between our our individual journey, our individual soul journey, but also the, the community, the society that we find ourselves living in, the country that we find ourselves living in. And I believe that each locale, each location or what, whatever, is creatively scripting something how they're going to come into alignment because everybody ultimately everybody has to come into alignment and if you have people that are self-destructive they're going to have to come into alignment by having some bad things happen yeah and people for example where i live you're going to have people that are going to be supported by the chain, by the new energies, and you're going to have people that are not supported by them. So it's going to be a mix, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And repeatedly, I've had a, at least six visions or dreams that I believe within the next month, at least before uh, the spring equinox, the United States here is going to experience some... Uh, a massive power grid failure in some areas that's going to, that's the dreams. That's the Mm -hmm. lucid dreams that I've been getting. Yeah. I've been getting some dreams too. 
Similarly, and since then, you know, and these these dreams always have a different feeling than other dreams. You know, you're just like, well, that was not a normal dream. That was a dream which is kind of like saying, heads up, here's 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 how things are going to be going. And um, yeah, the the theme of power grid failure, it just it just feels it just feels obvious. It just feels like, yes, that is what's going to happen. I mean, who knows if it, I, I would say, I don't know if it's this year. I think it's, that is definitely something in our future though. Well, for me, and I've been following my dreams for 20 years and stuff like that. The depth, the strength of these indicates it's imminent, that it's mm-hmm. coming up. One of them was where my cell phone uh, crumbled like a fistful of glass. That must have felt kind of nice. (laughs) Well, and a cell phone is not a dream image of my own. Mm. So to me, that made it extremely significant because here's a, I'm dreaming of a cell phone. I've probably only had two dreams in my life that had cell phones. I just don't dream of cell phones. Mm -hmm. And in this one, it was broken. And what? So, what does that cell phone represent? Yeah, well, I, you, you I know, think it, it represents yep. a communication grid of some kind, electronic. Yeah, uh, all uh, these things, all these things we rely on, and I don't think people quite understand just how much they rely on. You know, not just even their cell phone, but you know, if you didn't have electricity for mm-hmm. a, a month, even like, you know, a lot of people are not going to survive that situation. Right. Well, the grocery stores, uh, the gas, how about your electric heat yep. for, your, for your house, things yep. like that. And all the people who will, you know, who will form into kind of raider gangs. You know, I think, you know, there will be some darkness in humanity at that time, too. Well, the second dream that I had, I mean, I, not the second, but the last dream that I had about this situation was equally interesting in in the sense that I was looking over uh, a landscape and within this landscape there were hills you, you couldn't really call them mountains but you could call them hills and those hills were made out of agate hmm. and there was valleys and whatever the, there was normal but the hills that were agate the mess. The message. How I interpreted that was that whatever's going to happen is crystallizing and it's set in stone. Mm-hmm. And not only is it set in stone, but it's set in geographical locations because there's some places that had this and some places that didn't. Mm. So it's to me whatever's going to be happening with the power grid is not going to be taken out everything okay it's going to be localized and it's going to be big where i'm thinking by big i'm thinking uh something that's going to probably take take out the some portion of the power grid uh for at least for between a month to three months mm-hmm. yeah uh so are you thinking um that it's specific to the United States and that it's like regional, like state size or like county size, or what do you, what do you imagine? I'm, I'm just thinking the uh, United States in general here. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, 
and I think it's going to be a natural event because the sense of the visions and dreams that I've had indicate they don't indicate death and destruction. I haven't had death and destruction, but I've I've had dreams that involve a lot of hardship. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's been a struggle going on in the astral planes on how this is going to, the final resolution of this. And I think that's finally, today's the full moon. I think that's finally everything's clicked in. This is, everything's set to go. Do you have a sense for what the long-term story is here? Or you just have a sense that it's set? I have a sense of the set and it's going to be triggered within that's going to be triggered in the next lunar cycle, but it might extend to the spring equinox, but I'm pretty sure. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty sure that, Hey, we're, we're having something with the power grids. I was reading about the power grids and you know, there's, I think 30 main transformer units in the United States. And if okay. any, if nine of them go down, the entire grid goes down. Yeah. And these are so massive, these power transformers, power station transformers, they're so massive that it takes like two years. If you order one, it takes like two years to build one. Right, and you have to order them from overseas generally, and uh, they might be from, for example, China, who you know we may not be friends with, right? So you know, I you know I think that the, the month timeline that you're saying is mm-hmm. optimistic. You know, honestly, I think you know it would be it's possible we could see years of no electricity in some places, and that you know that can that I believe that the powers of goodness, if you will. The, the light workers, the people that working on the astral planes, on the etheric planes, working through meditation, things like that, we have minimized the damage as much as we can. But there's so many people out there that are self-destructive that they have to have some form of catastrophe. Some form of disaster to experience. To yeah, it's a it's a it's a cleansing, and you know I feel like I've felt it coming for a long time, which is why I live the way I do. You know, I have a solar electric bike. You know, I don't rely on gasoline. I don't rely. You know, as long as the sun's coming out, uh, I'm going to be able to get around. You know, and it's and uh, so I feel like this is an exciting thing for me. You know, this whole what we're going into. I'm already. I already feel like I've learned a lot of the lessons of course it'll probably still have hardships for me there will be difficulties but you know i'm really looking forward to being on the other side and helping to build in this new world right um and luckily i i don't really pick up like i said uh death and destruction i don't really get that from from this happening but I, I get that it's a lot of a lot of hardship, and that it's not going to be easily mm-hmm. uh, recover recovered. Are you going to be okay up there? I hear it's pretty cold up there, and what like uh, what is northeastern? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've had thirty three below zero here, but I'm in a 
I'm in a housing complex. Uh, we're pretty well taken care of. I'm retired. Do you rely so- on electricity, though, uh, for heat? We have water heat here. I think it's oh. off natural gas or whatever. But oh, okay. Uh, I believe. Let me put it this way: if there's a if there's a place for safety for me personally, mm-hmm. I believe that the work that I've done in the astral planes in the etheric planes has made my place as safe as possible for me. Mm -hmm. Just like your soul growth, your personal path, has made your personal location as safe as possible for you. Mm -hmm. Yep. So so I I think that my community is going to be safer than others. Just simply because this is where I live, and that I'm that I feel that I'm protected. Yep. So I'm establishing a certain amount of protection around my community, mm-hmm. just by I, living just by living where I live. I feel the exact same way. Yeah. So I I feel fairly cert, fairly good here i've i've got 30 days or i've got 3 months worth of food if i need to mm-hmm. uh i'm retired so i got a whatever yep. I, I don't need to go any place do much stuff things like that so i i and i do have a a good sense for myself mm-hmm. and even the dreams that i'm having the only dream that I had or vision that I had that really affected me was the one about my own cell phone crumbling into broken glass. Mm-hmm. The other ones, the other images were not personally affecting me. That was the landscape that I saw, or it was about busloads of people, you know. So it was about masses of people, maybe have. You know, things getting tight for them. Yeah. Because over the past 20 years, uh, anything significant that would happen to me during the day, I've dreamed about it. Whether it's good or bad, I dreamed about it the day before. So do you feel like that's you've developed that over your lifespan, or is that something you're kind of gifted with? I developed that over the... It it has evolved. At first, I noticed that if there was anything bad that was hap- would happen to me, or potentially bad, I'd dream about it ahead of time. And then I noticed that even the good things, I would be dreaming about it ahead of time. And there was a point in time several years ago when I was struggling through uh, legal proceedings with the divorce and stuff like that that I would dream about issues and I would find loopholes or escape routes or things like that where the legal system was trying to snare me and tangle me. Mm-hmm. And so I, so I had, I guess what I'm saying is there is a direct correlation between things that go on in some of these dreams at certain levels and physical reality. Yeah, and and 
and, and the future, future, right? On things that haven't occurred yet. And things that haven't occurred yet, yes. Uh, things things are, gradually they're worked themselves down. Mm-hmm. I've, I've been watching, they talk about timelines, things like that. I've been watching this particular timeline work itself down from the highest levels. And we're talking back since 1990 when I had this vision or dream of this particular timeline. Working itself down to where it's gone through the mental planes, it's gone through the emotional planes, it's keeps getting down lower and lower and lower, and now it's it's down at that etheric level. It's damn near physical. It's, it's just about physical manifestation. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I know, one of the things that I learned about ascension process or something like that is if you look around you at your environment, there's not going to be a drastic change. What's going to what's going to happen is is going to be a changing of the energetic circuitry behind what exists around you. Hmm. In other words, you got to go from where you're at to where you're going to be. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be a blink of an eye. It's a new reality. Uh-uh. That's not going to happen. But this has also been happening for a while now, 15 years this before 2012. Happening. So will people exactly. be able to, they wouldn't notice in short term, but if they look past maybe the last five years, if they kind of take an account on how things have changed, do you think they would notice something significant going on there? Well, we'd hope because what's happening is our circumstances, each one of us individually, our circumstances have been crystallizing around us. Mm. And the leeway or the, the slack, taking up the slack, it's been, there isn't any left. We're, we're down to the point where the rubber meets the road now. Mm. And the people who have done the work are going to come out the best. By doing the work, I mean they've been able to transmute and release their own trapped, repressed emotions, that kind of stuff. Yeah, they did it. They did the process early and under less pressure and over a longer period of time. Everyone else will be forced to do the same process in much more pressurized situation. And it'll be more destructive. Mm Mm-hmm. Because what happens is they have to somehow snap into alignment with the new frequencies, with the new energies that exist for the first time permanently right now. So if someone was like, whoa, that's really interesting. Uh, I I believe what you're saying. And I'd like to make I'd like to focus my efforts on doing that. Is that something that they can do? That's what they've got to do. What you, to me, what you got to do is look, take a look in your room, take a look around you, because whatever you see around you includes the tools to move forward. Mm. If it's not, if you haven't, if you haven't surrounded yourself with it, in other words, it's too late to go to something new. Yeah, if you're gonna, if you're gonna make it. 
the universe has already supplied you with what you need ahead of time to, to make it at all the literal different points along the way this thing is going to be valuable at this point and it's part of the reason why you're going to make it and if you don't already have all that stuff then it's because you weren't you, you, you can't make it right it's it's basically too late mm-hmm. it's you, you don't want it's you can't find you, forget finding a book or finding a magic solution or finding this or finding that whatever you have earned is in your environment right now so it sounds to me like your advice is buckle up and have fun if you can yes if that's you can. <laughs> yeah well, I yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I, I at the same time, I do have to recognize that it is going to be super rough for a lot of people, and a lot of people, yeah, won't make it. And um, just seeing that is going to be rough. So, well, and I think I think it's important to say that what we're talking about is collective choices. Mm-hmm. It's it's communities that are choosing how are we going to align with these energies. And do we need a massive uh, disruption or can we get by with a minimal disruption? Mm -hmm. And each place in the world is finding finding their own script. Each place is going to have their own little story and each of those little places will interact with all the other places and their own little story and each little individual person will have their own story within those. Right, because I don't. I, I think that Gaia has already made it. In other words, these people that are waiting for the big pole shift, or they're waiting for World War Three, or they're waiting for whatever, it ain't happening. It's not there. Uh, we're we're past that. Okay. We're we're past that, and now what it is is, it's up to the individual. Uh, and. Strong, creative individuals can find each other. Strong, creative individuals can be drawn to each other. Yeah, they will find each other. They, they will find each other. But if you're not already a strong, individual, creative individual, it's probably going to be too late to be to, yeah. <laughs> too late. That's yeah. kind of kind of what I get it because you're either on the way. Well, we just had yeah, we just had the the winter solstice with all the new incoming energies, and you're either on the good side of this wave that's coming in, or you're on the bad side. So yeah. what's happened by by what I mean by that is that's a master frequency that's coming in, and if you're not resonant with it right now that master frequency will cause your own energies to rise or it will cause to rise to the next resonant point, which would be a good thing, or it's going to cause your energies to decrease to the low, to the next lowest resonant point, which is going to basically mean downsizing. What, what do you see that exactly? Like, I see that as death and maybe borgification, you know, becoming one with the machine. But what do you see? I see it simply downsizing because in my life, I had to cut back 
there was things that I was trying to keep afloat, and it was too much. Mm-hmm. So, so I had to cut back to the point where, okay, I can survive fairly. I can survive fairly comfortably at this level. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah, I don't see it as that death and destruction type of thing. But on the other, it depends on how far off you are. Because mm-hmm. one of the one of the easiest ways to downsize, I suppose, would be through health, through illness, through death, through disease. When your body your body gives up, I mean, it's it's fairly con- how how would I say this? Um, I've noticed that if I'm around other people, my my vibrations could trigger bad stuff in them mm. because it's forcing their energies to go down or mm-hmm. it might be forcing their energies to go up. In other words, I've, I've become a catalyst. Yeah. And, 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 It's it's a person's choice if they cannot transmute the energies. If you if you can transmute energies, you don't need to uh, to experience it physically. If you can't transmute energies, you you may find yourself needing to to transmute things physically. Mm-hmm. I myself, it's been a mix because there's things that I've had to experience physically. It's the only way that I could could get rid of it. So, yeah, I've I've had some health issues, mm. um, and reached the point of normalization or something like that. It's, I, I mean, the idea is, it's the soul, it's the non physical body that's important. Yeah. That's the main, that's what you, you don't want to worry about the physical body as much as, because everybody in a physical body is going to die at some point. Yeah. You don't want to, you don't need to worry about that. I, I mean, I shouldn't say you don't need to worry about that. That's not the big deal. Right. What you want to do is even if it, you want, you want to develop your astral bodies. And you want those astral bodies to be integrated with each other, so they're they're they form a complete soul as complete as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the vibrations are assisting those that are doing that in, in the rising or, or whatever. The now that they're locked in, you have. The people who have done the work, they should be finding a stable platform, a stable foundation. Right. This new this new frequency that we're locked into, like if you're not in tune with it, but you're close enough that you can become in tune with it, it becomes mm-hmm. like a foundational thing. It, it provides you with balance and assures that you're moving in the right direction. But if you're too out of tune to move in that direction, then it can be nothing but a destabilizer. Exactly. 
that and that's just kind of that's what I was trying to say is it's going to force you one way or the other mm-hmm. whatever's whatever's the best fit well I feel like we've for to my satisfaction I feel like we've covered that topic pretty well is there anything else that you think people should know about this I think just to be hopeful uh, just and and also to to realize that we are at a point where the individual can creatively script that they can create the world that they choose to live in that that it's not it's not going to we're beyond the point of doing of doing collective things mm-hmm. the collective things have already been chosen now now we have to survive and experience what's been collectively chosen for our locale. But how we get through that is up to us as individuals. Yeah. That's, I don't even know if that made, made sense, but uh, yeah, it, it, it makes sense to me. But like the, my big takeaway from what you said, and I think it may have just been part of what you said, but it's like, you know, if you are kind of one of the people who are going to come in tune with this, then this path and this and this world that you're gonna are going to go into are, you know, it's it's going to be you know not necessarily easy but awesome. Yeah, but it's gonna it's something that you individually experience that you individually create. Mm-hmm. If you're that's to me that that's what makes it awesome. It's like well. You know, I live a pretty strange life and I have, you know, so much joy in, in, in how strange it is and how it's so exactly what I want to be without any real compromise. And so, I mean, that's what I feel like right. everyone's going to have their own version of that. Everybody's, uh, and and I think the key word here is individuation as mm-hmm. opposed to the collective and the hive mind and the Borg and things like that. No, no, that's anti-evolutionary. Mm-hmm. Essentially, this whole ascension thing is individuation, which means the perfection and the integration of the complete human soul. Yep. Uh, which is a individual path, and that individuals can join with other individuals mm-hmm. and recognize them and, and and that that's the exciting thing it's not exciting to everybody become a clone of each other that's not what it's about right and you're even talking on like a universal level right right yeah that's i think that's the i think that the collective the hive mind the group soul that is the old system mm-hmm the new system is about individuation. Awesome. That's, that's, you know, I, I really love to hear that. And, uh, you know, I, I'm already excited, but you've made me more excited. So uh, okay. I think that's, I think that's good for this one. And uh, hopefully we'll have a, another conversation really soon. Yeah. I enjoy this. I hope, I hope that some good comes out of it. Yeah, I think so, definitely. Even just, I think even if it was just you and me in a room, good has mm-hmm. come out of it. So. so, thanks very much, and I'll see you next time. Okay, thank you.
Thanks for watching. If you'd like to see more content like this, head on over to moderndaywizards.org. And if you're wondering how can you be a wizard, well, all you got to do is seek truth and share it.